Welcome back to Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm here with Joey. Hey. And Ross. Hi, Mike. And Tom. Hey, Mike. And today I wanted to talk about a word that gets used quite a bit, and I don't know that it should ever be used in early childhood, but when we use the word bully, what are we really saying? I always have these experiences where a parent says, well, that child is bullying my child. Well, I think that the parent perceives that their child is being singled out. I think bullying implies a victim. Okay. And and was my child chosen? So right. you might say, oh, sure. Yes, your child got pushed, yeah, perhaps, yeah. or something like that. But I think bully implies, and they Targeting. meant to. Yeah. They, Premeditation. Premeditation. Repeat and, kind of yeah, And not just whoever's yeah. closest, but like... Right. I think yeah. there's a level of intention to... Implied yeah, yeah. bullying. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah that it that it assumes there's ill will or malice behind what's going on. Like with that premeditation that I'm gonna do something to do it. And I think the the word bully or bullying has been around for a long time. I'm thinking you know back to from shows from the 50s and the 60s right. and, and I think it's a bully puppet the bully pulpit right yeah, yeah there's a, and there's you know the bully was the guy you know yeah. going around and is often male and he was the big kind of tough jockish one that would go around and pick on the quote unquote nerds of the you know in the thing and it often was high school or maybe middle school older children and it feels like now because it's been around and we want to take care of children's social emotional development and we want I think with trans students and students who are identifying as homosexual in these middle school high school ages we want to have that protection of their who there's they definitely are. an awareness that children should all feel safe in exactly. high school and that bullying can exist but i think because it's been around and that's become so available it feels like to me that we're we've just adults are taking it and labeling it in early childhood when it's completely well, developmentally a, inappropriate there's a message that's been given to and i'm speaking without a ton of expertise so take it with a grain of salt but i feel like in elementary schools in the last i'm going to say five to ten years mm-hmm. not being my um there's been a you know more and more quote zero tolerance for bullying so the yeah. message in our society is um bullying is bad and bullying cannot be tolerated and so if you're just you know a parent coming to parenting and you don't you yeah. know you're, you're not a child development expert you've heard that there's this thing called bullying and it's completely unacceptable and it's never supposed to happen whatever that means and then your kid is at preschool they were waiting in line at the sink and they got pushed out of the way because somebody wanted to wash their hands before them mm-hmm. how else are you supposed to interpret that when you've been told there's this thing called right. bullying yeah. when one yeah. kid hurts another and it's unacceptable i think and, there's a couple i think there's a couple things that's wrong with that term is First of all, it, it's disparaging a child. The yeah. bully. The bully. Yeah. Yep. As you said before, you're giving them some intent, which probably was not there, especially at this age. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forgot my second one. <laughs> It'll come back. I think it was this. No, I don't know if it was this, but it came to me, so maybe it just went out of your head yeah, into yeah, mine. Okay, but if you say... Bully, mm-hmm. it's the label, and now this is what the child is. Yes. Mm-hmm. If the child does a behavior, you know, even if you say bullying behavior, which I still think the word's too fraught, but at mm-hmm. least it's saying it's a behavior, and the child can learn a replacement mm-hmm. behavior. And I think that's what is the intention behind using the label or the word, 
is that this child's doing something I don't like or that I don't want to happen to my child or right. that. So from a developmental standpoint, if we step back, this child's using a strategy that is not going to be successful for them down the road. I want that toy. I'm going to push you down and I'm going to keep taking it. To the parent's defense, it's not going to be out of just one or maybe two instances. Right. Not being a parent myself, but I could imagine that if your child's coming home saying, I'm getting knocked down, I'm getting pushed, it would be really upsetting. So you want something to be done. You, you want to be able to protect your child. Mm -hmm. yes. And that's, so, that's so I'm remembering something. <laughs> <laughs> that once they come to you and tell you that their child's being bullied, they're asking you to do something. Yeah. Right. Right. You fix this now. Yeah. Uh, we had an instance uh, once where a parent was very upset, and this was in the infant toddler room, and a toddler was, you know, he's been a toddler. Yeah. And they, they said, well, he's being very aggressive. He's a bully. What we'd like you to do is move that kid yes. into the older classroom because then those older kids will take care of that kid. So he won't bully anymore, <laughs> and we said, "Oh, wait a second! Yeah. No, we're not going to do that." Right. But this is what we're going to do, and what we did is you start to shadow that child, yeah. right? And you 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 figure out when there's going to be a blow up or an mm -hmm. instance, and you intervene ahead of time and yeah. help him through that. Right. Yeah. And so he learns what's going to be a good strategy yeah. for. And for you life. have to think, what's the replacement behavior, right? Exactly. Like, so. If you want that, oh, you want that toy. Well, we'll have to ask. The other thing, though, I think, is that the kid who is the victim, quote unquote, has things to learn, too. Because yes. it is true, there are certain kids who end up being the victim. So I'll tell a story from a family that insisted their child was being bullied. The child was in a new classroom, and he saw two kids uh, drawing on dry erase boards, you know, the little ones, so they each have their own. And there was another seat with a board, but nobody sitting there. And so he went over and sat. And meanwhile, one of the kids across the table was drawing, and he set down his marker and was using the eraser and erasing. And he set down the marker right next to the board. But that kid who had sat down looked, and there was a basket that had markers in it a little farther away, but there was a marker just sitting right next to that kid across the table's board. So he just reached over, grabbed the marker, started using it. The kid looks up from the erasing and says, Hey, you took my marker. And that child didn't hear him. He's just drawing. And so the kid kind of bopped his, him on the head with the eraser. And then the kid looks up and says, Teacher, he hit me. Both kids don't know the right skill here. Right. Yeah. But the kid who gets hit a lot doesn't see the cause and effect of his own actions. Right. And so it's important for him to learn skills, too. Right. And well, not just the brings me so to I always, question. I always, the aggressor I always, or whatever. I always had this, this saying I would tell parents, it takes two to tangle. <laughs> really, it's, it's, it's a kind of a dance. Yeah, yeah. Which you were kind of explaining. Right. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, it, I, I, I lost it a little bit, but I was going to say to the group, sort of, we as educators know that there are tussles. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying it's okay, but I think we all know that it just happens with kids who are developing their communication skills and just being in close proximity. And you can't just say to a parent, oh, yeah, that happens in a preschool classroom, even though that is kind of... It, it, it does happen. So any parents right. listening who don't yep. teach, it does happen in a preschool classroom. Yeah. <laughs> Probably happens in other classrooms as well, but that's but where yes. I spend the, the most time. And, yeah, yeah and so... Yeah, you're so. Oh, he hit me. I mean, you do have to respond. Yeah. But 
you know, you're, you're telling the story and I'm like, wow, we're talking about bullying somebody who was balked with an eraser. Right. We're, I, yeah. mean, we're, uh, I mean, you know, right, as, right. as a teacher, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that he didn't like being bopped with the eraser. Yeah. I probably wouldn't like it either. And you could also see that you'd be like, yeah. oh, well, that's not necessarily something you need to report to the teacher. Right. And I think that's where I, maybe the point I was trying to make earlier that now it's maybe coming out more clearly that the adults are putting on more labels yeah. on the children yep. and and assuming they have a level of development reached where if we're looking right. at it from those from a Piagetian standpoint of where we're at that you know pre-operational concrete that that kind of mature perspective taking may not happen until up to 7 years old right. but we assume that the 3 and 4 year olds right. who are at preschool can rationalize and go, oh, yeah, you did this because right. I did that. And Which I... almost precludes bullying because bullying implies I want you to be afraid of me. Exactly. I'm coming to get your lunch money. I'll beat you up until you just hand it over. Yep. Right? Isn't that the classic? Right, right. You know, and so you just see me coming and you do whatever I want because I've learned to intimidate. Yeah, right. And that means I understand how you feel. Yes. Whereas most preschoolers, while they may not all have the right skills and it may not, and some kids may genuinely be afraid of other kids because they're unpredictable. And that's something we definitely need to do exactly what Tom was saying, be right there and not let that happen. We don't want kids to feel unsafe at all, but it's different than saying, I'm trying to be scary. Right. And I'm so that I get everything that I want. Versus I want the toy and I'm going to take it even if I have to push you down. Or or something just felt really uncomfortable in my body because it got loud in here or I don't don't even know, Mm -hmm. right? Whatever makes kids do things that that can be can genuinely cause fear in other children. I don't want to minimize that. Right. They may go home and tell their parents, "I'm afraid of so and so," because they're unpredictable, and that's right. a very legitimate feeling. Even being bopped with the eraser may be like, "Wow, I didn't feel safe at the writing table." Right. Like that's not a good feeling, but that's not the same as intentionally mm-hmm. being a scary person, right. which is what I think bullying a bully intimidates people on purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. If, if there is such a thing as a bully, I mean, we could, you know, yeah. Yeah. you know, that pathology. And then, I mean, we don't have time probably for this episode to kind of digest <laughs> this good? part, but <laughs> you have the label that then that we have the victim, but then now you have the bully. Right. And often we know that the bully is doing something, in, again, with the older ages, because they've experienced oh, something. Right. So right. they're yes. either running away from something, they're trying to express Or duplicating something. a behavior that's they're, been badly modeled mm-hmm. Exactly. Them. So I think right. it, it, that idea of them, we're labeling these other children very early on, but what are they going to carry with them knowing that they're now already, right. you know, that all they're getting is the no, don't do right. that, you're yeah. in trouble. or right. that. Well, that's the thing. If you keep telling a child that they're in trouble, that they're bad, and you're not helping them figure out what are they trying to do, what's the purpose exactly. behind this behavior, so here's the replacement behavior that can get what you want right. without hitting, then you can change the behavior. If you just keep telling them that, you're bad, don't do right. that. All they're learning is I'm a bad kid. Exactly. And and you don't even have to use the word bad. If they just yep. constantly are told to stop, we don't do that to our friends or whatever. Yeah. They're just going to learn like, oh, I keep doing these horrible things. Yeah. I am... I, I have no means of feeling successful, so I'm just obviously not worth much. Right. So, I feel like when we use the word bully, what we're really doing is we're saying we're giving up on the child. Like, okay, there's that's just no, what they are. That's just what they are. I don't have to right. work with them anymore. I just have to stop them from doing right. Which is, I mean, again, which is that parent's perspective. They are this. Yeah. Get them away from yeah. my child. Mm-hmm. Which, again, if you have a child who is feeling unsafe at school, you want something to be done. Yep. We have to believe that kids can learn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If a child is repeatedly yes. hurting people, 
that is our problem and, and it is our fault if it keeps happening as, as teachers. Yeah. I mean, that is yeah. that is our job to keep everyone safe, whatever whatever the inter- intervention might be. Yeah. So what about if they're a bully? Well, then you got to work that much harder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, they're not a bully. I mean, but, you know, right. like, you know, like, if no, you feel like no... if they're on that path and you got to give them the new path. Right. Well, then guess what? You got to double down. And that's the thing, too, about that replacement thing. I think too often when it comes to physical aggression, people just want it to stop. Yes. But don't work on what is that replacement behavior? What's yeah. the idea behind it? Having a clear plan to reassure the families that you're doing something, but recognizing that there's the opportunity. The, and that everyone has a place in your well, classroom. Maybe to wrap it up, I'll say that, you know, preschoolers are learning how to be social. Mm-hmm. And just like they don't know how to read yet, but we do different literacy skills. And we never say, well, they're not a reader because they don't do it yet. <laughs> they're illiterate. Yeah. They're illiterate. Yeah. yeah, we never say a four-year-old's illiterate, even yeah. though they can't read. It's very true. But with children who haven't learned to f- get along with others and have their needs, uh, express their needs... We often say they're a bully or they're aggressive. No, you just haven't taught them yet. I would like to put in a plug whether or not you leave it for okay, people who would listen in our local area, that if you are struggling with a child in your classroom and you, you are thinking, well, they're a bully, get them out of there, or maybe maybe not that extreme, but you're just sort of feeling at your wit's end, I'll put a plug in for the Center for Inclusive Child Care, mm-hmm. who will come and help strategize with you how to support the child who's having yeah. difficulty and support your classroom. I just can't say enough about that yeah. service that's available to people who might not know it. They'll come and help. Yep. Well, thank you very much. It's yep. been a good talk. Interesting thing to talk yeah, about. Thanks, yep. Thanks, Mike. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Bond. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn.